Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 56. I'm Dr. Lindsay Doe, clinical sexologist, host of this show, The Sexplanations podcast, and The Sexplanations YouTube channel, which you can check out online. Thank you so much, Reese, for being here as our special guest today. You're welcome. Yay! It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, will you tell everyone in third person who you are? I'm Reese Doughty. I'm a local... <laughs> in third person. You have to... So oh. like as if you're telling someone else about you, saying like, Reese Doughty oh. is an excellent uh, knitter. Okay. Is knitter a word? We don't I know. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Reese Doughty is an extremely awkward comedian. <laughs> I'm a great cuddler. Oh. Um, and I have horrible vision. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I like these qualities. Oh, I, I went back to saying I'm. That's okay. Okay. We, I, can, I can redo it if you want me to. No, I love it. Okay. Except now there's about, what would you say, four feet between us and our knees are facing each other. And when you yeah. say that you're an excellent cuddler, I'm like, oh, well, I want to be sitting next to you <laughs> on the couch and cuddling. I, I like it when we're across from each other, though. It's yes. better to see talk to you that way. Yes. Well, and we don't know each other that well. True. What does it take to get your cuddling services? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a professional cuddler. You're not? No. I mainly cuddle my boyfriend. Aww. Yeah. I have cuddled a stranger before, but they were not happy. So (laughs) I was doing it to make them feel better. (laughs) And what makes you think that you're a good cuddler? I've been told by many people. And I'm also, I'm doughy. So, <laughs> I'm doughy. <laughs> being bigger gives you some cushion. Yeah. So you, you you're better you're you're a better cuddler than someone who's very muscular or, or very like thin. So my 19 year old self had to mm-hmm. um, take a bus, I think, from Missoula to Seattle at one point. And when I got on, I was so tired that I just identified this woman who had very large, squishy, doughy <laughs> arms. And I was like, I'm going to sit next to her. And then as this young person, I'm going to ask her if I can sleep on her squishy arm. And she let me for the whole ride. Wow. I know. That's very nice of her. And very awkward of me. <laughs> so you are in good company. I mean, do you think she said yes because, like, she – was actually wanting you to, or that's just a really <laughs> awkward thing to not to say no to. No, I think because I was this little nineteen-year-old girl, okay. and she was probably like a a mother. Per- you know, yeah. like yeah, of course, honey, okay. you can sleep on me. That makes sense. I'd probably say that too. Like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, depending on how long the the ride was, I think. Yeah, if it was like a hours long. I'd maybe need some space at one point, but then you start like squawking like a chicken yeah. and like elbow them off of you. Yes, exactly. Or you lean onto them and drool on them until they wake up. I just quickly move so they fall on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have gone off topic. Um, let me give a shout out to the Patreon. They're called Bosses because they have pledged it one of the highest levels on our Patreon page, okay. patreon.com slash podcast. Ben, Donna, the Millers, and Paul. Um, this whole episode is dedicated to you. And then also, you know, the the Patreon people who aren't pledged at that level, but I still adore. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions from an episode that I did four years ago on flirting and attraction. Okay. Uh, frequently asked questions. Okay. 
And then you you can choose as much or as little as you want to say. And we'll go I'll, from there. I'll probably share a lot right now. And then when I listen back to this, I will regret everything I've said. But that's fine. I do that anyway in real life. <laughs> I just share too much. That is life. <laughs> Sharing as much as possible, then regretting it later. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I am 19 and have never had anyone interested in me sexually or romantically. I understand I have to be willing to change in order to find someone, but how much is too much? How do I become more attractive without changing who I really am? I don't think you need to be more attractive. I think if you're happy with how you look, then that's then that should be it. You mm. shouldn't change your outward appearance to make others happy. And, I mean, if, if you think – if I, I don't know. That's – I, I, that's just my answer. I don't think you should really change your outward appearance to make other people happy. If you're if you're like a jerk, <laughs> then, then maybe change that a little bit. <laughs> if you're just, every stranger you meet, if you're just insulting them and like you push everybody away, maybe work on that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're just not your type. That's that's basically it. I, part of me is wondering when. That changed in society. Do you think that you have always been raised to have that belief? Oh, no. Um, my dad was very much a person who cared about people's looks. Um, I was kind of raised to do that. And then when my parents got divorced, my sister and all of my friends kind of, and the internet really, mm -hmm. kind of uh. shaped me in a different way that it's not outward appearances that matter, really. And also, I had that problem too, and I realized like, I thought, like, am I am I ugly? And do I need to change something about myself? But then, like, my first boyfriend didn't care about that, and didn't care about your parents. Yeah, or anybody's really. He, mm -hmm. he. I mean, we. I mean, we met online, but after, like, yeah, we just we started dating because we liked each other, and there was mm -hmm. no outward like outward appearance type discussion, really. I guess. There was no yeah. send me a dick pic so I can make Basically. sure that this is what I want. Yeah. Okay. And also, I might be saying this because I think you may know this. I recently discovered I'm on the asexual spectrum. So I don't, like, I don't experience lust anyway. So, like, I, I go by, like, if I see somebody I find, like, quote, attractive, it's mm -hmm. because it's somebody that I think um, I would want to get to know or somebody that I would want to cuddle or hold hands with or something. So... Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Do you have a squish on anyone? A squish? Do you, do you know what squish is? No. Okay, so uh, in sexual terms, we have a crush, right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody that you have romantic or sexual feelings toward and you, you just want to mm, them, right? Yeah. And a squish is the asexual version. Okay. So you have your own. There's lingo for... The ace community. I'm, I'm new to this. I'm I, excited to introduce you. Yeah. I, I I even have an asexual roommate, and she didn't tell me about this. <sighs> um, so just anybody that you think is attractive in, in the not sexual way? Yes, or a non-sexual crush. Okay, non-sexual crush. Um, besides my boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to be listening <laughs> to this, so i gotta got to throw him in there as much <laughs> as possible. Um, can it be a celebrity? Yeah, yeah. Because I've always had a huge crush on Ezra Miller, a squish, I guess. Ezra Miller? Yes. Do I know who that is? He is the Flash in the Justice League movies. Oh. <gasps> uh... Yes. He's also in uh, Fantastic Beasts as the guy with the bowl cut. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good one. 
Yeah, I've all of my friends probably knew this answer before I even said it because I've I've very much had a crush on him for years now. So, and this isn't a situation where you want to sleep with him like a hall no. pass or anything. You're just no. like, mm, I want to be in this person's company and oh yeah, maybe pet their bowl cut. <laughs> I hope they don't have a bowl cut in real life. Um, but yeah, that's somebody that I if if I was given permission, I would want to make out with him. Uh, oh, okay. Cuddle with him, yeah. Hold his hand, talk to him. You know, basic boyfriend stuff. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I have lots of squishes and crushes, and there's a whole episode about them. But mm. um, one of my most recent celebrity crushes has been on Tom Hiddleston. Okay, who plays Loki? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I just say that one is not a squish at all. That one is a full blown, full blown crush. crush yeah. I've seen him dance. I know what he can do. All right. Let's stop sexualizing people or (laughs) me, I should say. Um, So you felt like that need to change your appearance was put on you as a child, but you found through other family members, community, and the internet that that doesn't have to be the case. And that's the belief that you stick with today. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it was partly family, but I'll, I'll put in there that it's also like mostly like TV in movies that mm. was also like oh that started physical it physical appearance is important is what that i feel like a lot of that teaches also is that you know got to be hot <laughs> well you get to be for this person who the the second community was for you right you get yeah. to be like yeah it doesn't matter you do you <laughs> um here's another question for you okay out of curiosity are you still talking about sexual attraction romantic attraction aesthetic attraction or what um, and this is referring to, I did an, an episode on attraction, and I think this person is communicating that they're all different kinds, and mm-hmm. what are the differences between them, and what applies, what concepts and theories apply to which types of attraction. Um, do you experience any or all of those? Do you want me to repeat them? Sexual attraction? Yeah. I don't Very experience little. sexual attraction. No, none. I, um, no. Romantic attraction? Yes. Yes. Um, that for me is like a basic crush for me is romantic attraction, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, it gets stronger when I get to know the person, but yeah. Mm. What was the other, what was the other one? And then aesthetic attraction. That is just appreciating what they look like. I yeah. Guess. And uh, it, or it could be the way they smell, the way they sound, a draw to their senses. Yeah. I experienced that. I would say. Or a draw um, of your senses to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. Um, yeah, I, I don't experience that like in a strong way, but there will be a random stranger that has a lovely voice or they smell <laughs> really good. I guess they also, their face is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I am aesthetically attracted to you. I wouldn't say stranger. that out loud. <laughs> That's not how you make friends. No. Not how I make friends anyway. I mean, you do you, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever made a friend by saying I'm aesthetically attracted to you. Your voice is nice. Well, should we do an experiment? <laughs> sure. Okay. We will see each other at the next comedy show. Okay. And some point between now and then, both of us can try out the phrase, I am aesthetically attracted to you. Okay. And tell them which one of the senses they've peaked and see if a friendship ensues. Okay. You have to say that phrase? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will try that. 
I am hoping I don't get punched, but I will try it. You think you would get punched? I don't know. That's it's different. I feel like for men to do that. To, I mean, if um, if the if it's a stranger, and they're not as comfortable with with that. If if they're the the typical straight man, <laughs> I don't want you to put yourself in danger. I will. I will do it to people I know. That I, I I'll do it. I'll I'll put myself in danger. I'll do it. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> that, that is not the sex explanations podcast oh, way. <laughs> okay. I won't I won't put myself in danger then. I mean you can take risks, but don't put yourself okay. in danger. Okay. Okay. Good. I'll do my we'll, best. We'll we're gonna test it. Okay. Because I, I think it would be fun to be able to communicate that to people. I don't want to have sex with you and I don't want to have a romance with you, but I do appreciate yeah. your aesthetic. I have I do compliment people strangers as i walk by them like i like your shirt or i like your hair that's really as far as i go i've never told a stranger that i like the way they smell or your face is aesthetically pleasing to me (laughs) so it's it's gonna be a challenge but i'll try it doesn't it fit in with the awkward comment comic comedian yeah i suppose it does yeah except i'm like i don't initiate conversations with strangers most of the time so but i will try it we'll try yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay, here we go. Um, next. These days, if I'm attracted to someone, I assume they're not attracted to me. So I try really hard not to pursue it, but it's really hard to not pursue it. Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Um, well, I mean, so this person assumes they're not a, the other person isn't attracted to them. Yeah, that is their default. Okay. I, I kind of have that default too. You do? Yeah. Cause I'm not, I don't think I am physically attractive, I guess. So like, I just assume people aren't unless they start flirting with me and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but like, unless they show they are, I just assume everybody isn't. So my response to this person yeah. um, brings up some terminology and okay. I'll just share it again here. So there's the air management theory which is the idea that when you're faced with the decision to pursue someone or not, you're faced with two errors that you then juggle. One is that you hold off and you don't make a move, but oops, they would have actually welcomed the interest. And then the other is that you ignore the signals that this is not a match, don't hit on me, and then you proceed to get rejected. So there's a sexual under-perception bias, and then there's a sexual over-perception bias. Okay. And yours would be the sexual underperception right. bias. Even though most men's are the other way around, where they think that they can get they are more attractive and appealing than they might actually be. Right. I mean I would I would say just go for it. Yeah. If you even if you think you're really unattractive, I usually go for people who I assume who I imagine are out of my league in quotes that that I think are more attractive than me. I just I just go for it. I do think that people don't find me attractive, but that doesn't it rarely stops me, I guess. That's great. Yeah. Question mark. How is it for you? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with my current boyfriend, it's gone great. Um, in the past, it sometimes has very much not worked out for me. But I do have a funny story, but I, I don't want to derail the conversation. No, please. I, okay. I, yes, entertain me. So this was this was a couple years ago. This is also kind of my cousin's fault. But um, we went to uh, Rock and Rudy's, and as as we walked in, I was wearing a bracelet or a, 
a necklace that was a pride necklace. And as I walked in, the guy behind the counter, like, walked up to me and he, like, picked it up off of my, like, dangling off my chest. He, like, held it in his hand. And he was like, this is really cool. And, like, felt like he was flirting. And then we walked away and I turned to my cousin and I was just like, was that, was that flirting? And he was just like, oh, that was totally flirting. And I was like, well, I don't, like, he's obviously more attractive than me, but whatever. Um, Wait, pause. So Rock and Rooney is for people who are listening all over the world. Yeah. Is a kind of a gift shop that yeah. has music and uh, art and cards and toys and all sorts of Gags. things. Like yes. it has it. It's got like something of every every taste in it's there. It's a store. So yeah. your customer and the the <laughs> the salesperson touches yeah. your jewelry. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, and then we go through the store, and when we leave, he's still behind the counter. So I like was like, should I give him my number? He's like, oh, totally. And, this is your cousin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I got really nervous. So I was trying to like build up the courage. So I was standing. <laughs> I was at the gum, like, which is across <laughs> from where the registers are. There's like a mm-hmm. there's like a space after the registers. So I was trying to like build up the courage. And I was talking to my cousin. I just turn around and go up to the guy and I go, hey, can I give you my number? And I was expecting a yes or no. Mm-hmm. If it was a no, it would have been fine with him. Like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, bye. And But he goes, why? <laughs> and, and I, and I, I didn't expect that. So I kind of stammered. I was like, ah, um, hanging out, I guess. And oh, yeah. as, I, as I said that, like five customers came up behind us. The lady next to him had a customer. Everybody was staring at us. And my cousin later told me that when he gets nervous, he smiles. So the guy, your cousin smiles. My cousin smiles. Okay. And the guy looked over my shoulder at one point and saw my cousin just smiling like an idiot behind <laughs> me. So we thought it might have been a prank or something. Oh no! That's what I'm assuming. And he's just like, "No, I'm good." And <laughs> so I walked out and I felt so stupid. <laughs> but Reese, to uh, your opener, your your pickup line, yeah. I think is beautiful. Can I have your? Can I give you my number? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always, uh, I don't ask people for their number. Mm-hmm. I always give them the option yeah. of taking my number. But you give them the option. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of pickup artists will tell you to just give it and then mm-hmm. ask questions that don't have a yes or no response so that you can, you know, like manipulate your way through this open-ended space. But I like that you ask for permission to give your number. I don't like that manipulation is part of like dating or or picking someone up. Same. Like I I think it's all about what both of you are feeling. It's about consent. Like if they want your number, they'll take it. If or if they don't want your number, they'll take it and then throw it away. Yeah. And like I'm fine with not knowing if I get a text or a call. Cool. If I don't, also cool. But you weren't prepared for the why. I wasn't prepared for why. It's I, kind of funny. <laughs> it is. I mean, in your pain. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one and only time I've ever asked somebody out in public, like in person instead of online. Well, you did a great job. I, yeah, I tried. And you you didn't just shut down. You gave a response. Yeah, I could have, my f- flight response <laughs> was like, telling me to get out of there before I like even finished the, the question. So uh, hanging out. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Whatever his loss. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you just, just try it. Just go, just do it. Go okay. out on a limb. 
what's the worst that could happen? Rejection. Yeah. And then you move on. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> it's part of dating. It Reject- is. Rejection no, is a I, big part of dating. I have friends that seek opportunities for rejection just to like practice and get mm-hmm. it out of the way and and trust that they will be okay with that. And whenever I go, I go to universities and conferences to speak, I'll do an exercise with the audience where I pair people up and have them ask to like person A, ask person B, may I touch your head? And then I instruct person B to say no mm. so that everyone in the room experiences giving and receiving rejection and surviving from that experience. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. I like it too. It's pretty awesome. I think, yeah, you got to learn to take rejection without like getting angry. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, a lot of men especially don't take rejection well, I would say. Hmm. Is, that a, is that an okay thing to say? I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think that's definitely what we hear. But I also yeah. believe that men and heterosexual partnerships are placed in the position of being rejected more often. And so yeah, that's true. Statistically, I think they also a lot of them or a lot of the time they're mm-hmm. doing it well. Yeah, that's true. I hope. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I like guys. Um all right. <laughs> Let's keep Me too. Going. Yay! Things in common. I've been having problems with older guys. So this person uh, says that's seven to ten years older at my university, not reading my one-syllable responses or nonverbal closed body language. Okay. So they're saying, what do I do about non-traditional students hitting on me and then not accepting my... Is this person a teacher? Or just no, I think they're that they're a student, student at the university, but they're probably the, the cohort that comes in right from high school versus okay. non-traditional students that might be hitting on them. So they they're having trouble with people not understanding the the cue that they're mm-hmm. not interested with. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Also, um, some people are relentless, but I mean, I would say just be open and tell them. Yeah. But I don't know how well that would would go. Sometimes it doesn't go well. But also, like, there's no you got. Sometimes it, it it's better to just be open with somebody and just be like, hey, I'm not interested in you. But that I don't you gotta do it nicer, I guess. But I think that's really nice. Yeah. I, that is what I said. But I also um so this this episode that we're referring to and the question that was asked then mm-hmm. was four years ago. Okay. And then we had not really reached the top of the bell curve in terms of consent. Like consent as a concept has really blossomed in the last couple of years. And so this was on our way to it for sure, but still before that. And because of that, you have people in what I would say my generation and older being raised with the belief that if you really like someone, you will pursue them relentlessly. Yeah. Like that's how you show how devoted to the case you are. Yeah. And then you have the newer generations that are like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, yeah. You asked once, I said no once, that's the end. And those two communities are going to have to figure how how to interact because even though the older, whatever, seven to ten year older Mm -hmm. students may not be in the younger students' field of eligibles, that younger student still might be in their field of eligibles, if that makes sense. That makes sense. It's also like I'm really bad at – I, I want to say saying no to people, but you also are. like 
I might be a little different than dating, but, um, also like I, I'm always worried that people don't like me. So like telling them, I like just flat out saying like, I'd rather be friends with you or I'm not interested in you would make them just flat out not like me. And that's always a worry for me is, oh no, they don't like me. I'm, I'm a less, lesser person now. Oh, <laughs> well, you'll self-confidence thing. Yeah. But you'll continue to navigate that. Yeah. Especially if you reject people who then know how to accept that rejection and continue to show friendship and kindness toward you. Yeah. And I know a lot of people mistake kindness and friendship for being interested or flirting. Ooh, that brings us to our next question-ish, maybe. One of them is on here that's like that. When someone you wish to flirt with is a very friendly person, how can you tell if the person is being flirty or friendly? That's so hard to tell. I get that mixed up so much, too, because I'm a really friendly person. and um, Yes, that is true. (laughs) So I try to be nice to everybody. I try to like be playful with everyone and... I, I'm sure it sometimes gets mixed up as that, but also when, when people are doing that to me, I wonder afterward, like, was that just them being nice? Like, I, it's just hard to tell for me, especially with like servers and wait- waiters and waitresses. Like I, they're probably just doing it for a bigger tip, but also maybe they were flirting. I don't know. Or not a bigger tip, but they're just nice. <laughs> just, they just like their job. They're just being nice. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to tell. I don't know. I'm, I'm socially awkward. So. Just like I'm trying to be better at it by just being super nice to everybody. But I appreciate how you are. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, have had this question come up recently about the forwardness of saying something like, I am sexually attracted to you, mm-hmm. or I would have sex with you, or I'm romantically or aesthetically attracted to you. And in society, that has typically not been acceptable. And I, I Anyway, I posted a tweet about it, mm-hmm. about looking forward to a time when we could say, this is something that I would be into. I'm not expecting that of you. I don't need that. I'm just informing you in case it's reciprocated. Yeah. And um, I got all sorts of responses back. And what I realized is that people are, it seems, this is just my my preliminary assessment, is that if people are told those things by someone that they are attracted to or that they value in some way, like fame or um, prestige or whatever that is, then they're okay with it and it feels flattering. Yeah. But if someone that they are not attracted to makes the same comment, then it is offensive and they don't want that honesty. So it's a thin line. (laughs) It's terrible because then... I understand that. yeah, Yeah, we can't... I th- I think it inhibits us being able to flat out say, are you being friendly with me or are yeah. you flirting with me? Well, maybe not. I mean, forwardness can be attractive in the right setting. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't know which setting is which for that, but like, and also what you said, like, if, if you feel the same way, it's probably going to be better and you're going to open up the communication a little better like cool there's mutual feelings here let's go forward with that or not depending on like how forward you want to go mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I guess like I, I don't know if someone were to say to me like i am attracted to you mm-hmm. i do not know how i would react to that just okay yeah i'm gonna test it okay i want to have sex with you i would rather not <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, what if I said, I want to just uh, spend all day with you? In in what way? Like um, in a date just, way or? Yeah, like, do you just, just hanging out with you. If I was single, I would say like, I mean, I, I am romantically attracted to men. Mm-hmm. But recently, gender has been confusing to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I would, sure, why, give it a shot. Why not? <laughs> so but, I wouldn't say that to you. Gender's been confusing to me, but sure, why not? Like, that, that's, I don't know. But Both of those questions I asked you were really forthcoming, right? Yeah. And you answered them both beautifully. Really? How Even, are you feeling, though? Um, if... See this, I'm I'm feeling okay now because it was it was <laughs> like it, you weren't being serious, so like, you'll never know. Reese. <laughs> um, I don't. I have also asked. I think it was when I was drunk. I have asked like, "Hey, are you attracted to me?" And, oh, I like that um, too. I think the person the person just said sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an okay answer if I'm drunk. Um, but you're looking for an enthusiastic yes. Yeah. I, at that point, though, I was like, yeah, he said, sure. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's forthcoming. I guess, but also you, the, the two ways you phrased that mm-hmm. also, like, affected my answer, too. Affected how I would feel about it, I guess. Because someone just saying, like, I would like to have sex with you, that's not interesting to me. That's not. That's, <laughs> it's not. I'm. A, I'm boring when I hit on people. Well, to me anyway, because like I'm also sex repulsed. Okay. So I don't enjoy that at all, and so like that just wouldn't. That doesn't seem like a good time to me. Right. But spending the day with somebody and getting to know them to the point where it gets intimate, I'll say that I'm. I'm interested in that. Okay. What if it was? <laughs> do you want to make out with me? Yeah, I I mean, if, depending on the setting, <laughs> depends on the setting. If this was like in the middle of a restaurant or like around family, I'd just be like, hey, maybe later we talk about this. <laughs> Not like, sure, let's do that now. I'm but probably you making fe- no you sense. you feel like that is something that you could receive with a response that doesn't feel. Hmm. Are you angry with me for asking, I guess? For asking to make out with me? Yeah. Um, no, because I enjoy making out with people, so I guess, like... Even though I am a woman? I mean, I've never made out with a woman before. <laughs> you enjoy making out with people. Okay, are you, are you angry when I ask to have sex with you? Not angry. Are you offended? Um, kind hmm, I don't know. Not offend. I'm not offended, it's just like, it's, it's off-putting, I guess. I don't know how to Yeah, 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 this. yeah, no, you're... Yes. Yeah. I think what you're talking about <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. To the human experience. Yeah. If okay, if we were in like a bar mm-hmm. or a club or something, that is usually a place where people meet other people to go have sex with or something. <laughs> okay. I don't go to bars. <laughs> me neither, but this is great. Keep yeah. going. Digging myself a hole. No, it's so fun. (laughs) Um, That's usually the place where people like show interest in other people in a really forward way sometimes or most of the time. So if someone were to ask me that there, I would just probably, depending on if I was drunk, 
Mm-hmm. If I was drunk, I'd just be like, no. But like, yeah. If if I was just, if I had like just gotten there sober, whatever, just be like, oh, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> like rejecting a cigarette or something. Just no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I don't. This doesn't happen to me, so I don't I don't know. But I think the way that you're navigating your responses is really honest, and it's it's what I would hope for from yeah. from people is that they didn't take offense to a forthcoming. Um, either statement or request. Yeah. I like going into any situation in a polite but forward way. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you. That's, yeah. Polite but forward, I guess, is my answer to that. Okay. Here's the other thing that I (laughs) think is tricky about it, is if you are someone that more people find attractive, Mm -hmm. And we open up society to say, yes, it's okay to state when and ask for um, sex or intimacy with uh, everyone. Then, If that became socially acceptable? Yeah, if it became socially acceptable. Those individuals would be bombarded by requests. True, which a lot of ladies already are, I feel like. Yes. Um, So maybe that's what it's about. Respecting women. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yes. This actually came up when all the bathroom stuff was going on around oh. gendered <clears throat> bathrooms. And I was getting really mad, like, why can't we just all go to the bathroom? Like, put uh, a picture of a toilet as the yeah. sign rather than a body type, a stick figure with a skirt. Like, why? Why? It's a toilet. Yeah. And then when I was doing research on it, I learned that historically – that was the safe space for women. And so it was about respecting women. And then I had to kind of change my thinking around it. Of like, how can we still have safe spaces for people? To me, it doesn't matter what the gender is, but safe spaces for people and not discriminate or make things complicated based on information that is none of anyone's business. I mean, to those people that, I mean, the people, so I'm just going to generalize men, I guess. This whole podcast because I've been doing that, but you can do that. Okay, I, I'll. You are a man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like read the room is what I would say. Like the bathroom is not a place for that. I mean, the bathroom is to go poo or pee. <laughs> like, Wait, what is the bathroom not a place for? Flirting. Oh yeah, read the room. Yeah, that's. I mean, because you said women usually use bathrooms as safe spaces, mm-hmm. and that that. That to me means to get away from gross men or gross people that are flirting with them. I should say, yeah. I'm also being heteronormative, um, so just don't be a don't be a creep. Don't in don't general. be a creep. <laughs> Go into situations with what did you say? Forward and kind. Polite. Be polite. polite but forward, but don't be a creep. Polite but forward. Don't be a creep. You need that on a t-shirt. Yes, I feel like every Sexplanations podcast makes a t-shirt. <laughs> It's wonderful. Every episode, we've got a new T-shirt, and now you have one for every day of the <laughs> year. Okay, or every week of the year. I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and then we'll move on to exercise. What about flirting with someone you already know, a friend, a classmate, a lover, a long-term spouse? Do I do it? Yeah. Or how does it change the flirting dynamic or technique? If it's somebody that I'm friends with, I don't normally flirt with them. If it's somebody that I that I like, if I was again, if I was single, mm-hmm. I don't normally flirt with people when I'm in a relationship. It's just I'm a one person kind of 
person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if I was if I was single and if it was somebody that I flirted with a lot, I mean, I, I lost track of the question. What was there? <laughs> <laughs> what about flirting with someone you already know, a friend, a classmate, a lover, a long-term spouse? So I'm confused by what the question is. Like, what about it? Like, it's basically saying, what if we're not just talking about flirting to get into a relationship? Okay. What, what if we're talking about flirting within established relationships? And oh, okay. I, I should say that when I define flirting for my audience, it's behaving or thinking with a higher level of intimacy than what you've actually established. So I, mean, I, I, f- I flirt with my boyfriend all the time. Well, yeah. So yeah. there. So. And how is it different than when you were flirting prior to relationship? There are more insults. More insults? <laughs> you insult playful, your partner more? Playful insults. Do and, I know your partner? Uh, you may have seen him. Oh, he was at the insult battle. With the last I, show. I, hmm. Were you there? I came at the very end oh, okay. of the insult He walked battle. out with me, but um, he doesn't go to a lot of shows. Um, we, we jo- I shouldn't say we insult each other. We joke around more while flirting. And also I, I use more like lovey-dovey words. That's the mm-hmm. only lack of a better phrase. I just I, – I get – like with general flirting, I'll just like – because I'm bad at it. I just <laughs> compliment people's appearance and stare at them. Okay. Um, that's my version of flirting. It's not effective. Um, but with my boyfriend, we joke around more and um, we're, we're more like flirtier – <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 not good with words apparently. How is your flirting with your boyfriend? It's more flirtier. It's more flirtier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was I'm trying to think of like a recent example of our flirting? Drawing a blank. Longer eye contact. Yeah. Soft touches. Better compliments. Better compliments. <laughs> not just you have a nice face, and that's like I don't I don't say that to people. Um, just, yeah, just more detailed compliments. Like you're the nicest person I've ever met or something like that. Oh, that's how you feel about your boyfriend? Yeah. He's, he's a very kind person. I would like to meet this very kind person. I'm sure you will in the future. That's lovely. Yeah. Wow. Um, will you tell everybody what an insult battle is? Um, so the insult battle was... Uh, two comedians got paired up with each other and then they came up with 10 insults about that other person mm-hmm. could be looks or their Facebook or what their comedy is. And they just went back and forth. And then they were also given, I think, two, two or three compliments they had to give just to lighten it up at the end. Because <laughs> Missoula is so nice. <laughs> and then they and then by way of cheering and applause, we chose a winner. And you had multiple rounds yeah. of comedy pairs. Yeah. Uh, this was just the first round because— But, uh, I mean, you had multiple duos, I guess, or yeah, pairs. Yeah, And then that was round one, and yep. then there will be round two in the then future. Then all the winners from round one will go into round two. And I think there might be another, like, open call for it to do another round one. Oh. Just like a whole new round. Pretty sure. Yeah. Which I'm, I didn't do it last time because I'm sensitive— and also, I was like, when I saw the sign-up sheet, I thought, like, how can I turn all of these into compliments? And I was like, maybe I shouldn't do it <laughs> if I just want to be nice to everybody. But then people were like, you should have done it, so I might do it next time. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm a, I'm a sensitive boy, so I don't I don't know if I would 
do well. Yeah, I'm a sensitive girl. <laughs> but I love, I love watching you perform and hearing you think and grow and uh, just being part of the comedy scene that, to me, are modern day philosophers on stage mm -hmm. teaching about what's going on in the world and uh, making me laugh while doing it. So it's I mean, oh, so wonderful. I'm just an, I, I just share too much and I sometimes do it in a funny way. So then I, I write it down and then I just, <laughs> and then I do it on stage. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right. So last thing that we do okay. before going, well, nope. There's two more things. Okay. One is exercise and then one is homework. Okay. Feel your giggles if you're able. Main squeeze. So we have a, uh, a segment called the main squeeze where we do kegels, which is um, clenching your pubococcygeus muscles, your PCs, your pelvic flooring that wraps around your anus and your urethra. It's, it's what you might use to like get your genitals to move. Okay. Or stop urination. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to squeeze and relax and squeeze and relax. May I ask why? <laughs> um, because it's good for you. Okay. It. This might not be interesting to you, um, but it I, I love random improves facts, so. your orgasms, your sexual okay. experiences. It's good to help um, prevent incontinence where you're just peeing without control. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like working on a muscle group the same way that you, like, work your cheeks when you smile and laugh. All right. Yeah. So we do it as a group. And for me, it was set up so that because we're doing the podcast every single week, it's a, mm -hmm. a routine established way for the audience and I to commit to working out together. Right. It's so it's cute. It's just that one muscle. Well, yes. it's. I okay. think it's a network of muscles. Okay. Oh, okay. And the... The Sexplanations episode on YouTube. Sorry, I don't mean to mock you. That was mean. Did you mock me and <laughs> I missed I? it? I don't know. I, I, I feel like it, I had a tone, but. Did you want to have a tone? No. Oh, well, then I, I didn't totally mean missed to. it. Okay. Sometimes I'm too oversensitive about, like, what tone I'm using, but I'm not, I'm not making fun of you, I promise. Reese, I assume goodwill with you. Okay, good. We're good. Good. Um, so the Sexplanations YouTube show that can't blah, blah, the Sexplanations YouTube show that came out this week mm -hmm. is all about kegels and doing them correctly. And I had a physical therapist from Alpine Physical Therapy actually do an ultrasound on my full bladder oh, wow. and measure whether or not I was clenching correctly and relaxing correctly. And then she put fingers inside of my vagina mm -hmm. and had me actually clench around them to determine whether or not I was... Um, Doing a good job, and if I was strong oh. in my crotch. Okay. Yeah. So now I feel like when we do and the exercises do? on the podcast, I actually know that I am disseminating correct knowledge. And was did you pass the test? I did. Okay. I was less able to clench mm -hmm. um, because my bladder was so full. <laughs> but when I relaxed, you could really see on the ultrasound how much it dropped. Okay. So... My, my relaxation is stronger than my clench, maybe, hmm. which is strange because you'd think that by relaxing that I would let the pee out. Just in general, my relaxation is stronger than my clench. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be a t-shirt. <laughs> 
Oh, that's good. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm delaying what we're supposed to be doing. Well, <laughs> you don't have to do it. Oh, okay. But if you want to, essentially okay. you're um, using the same muscle tightening that you would to stop and start urination. Okay. And because this physical therapist really emphasized the fact that a lot of people hold their tension in their groin the way that you might hold it in your neck or your shoulders and they don't relax, I think we should actually focus on relaxing. Hmm. So I'm going to count 10 seconds and just you're basically pushing down and just relaxing those muscles and getting them to not tighten. Okay. For 10 seconds. Okay. So there you go. You can emphasize the relaxation over the clench. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. How was, was it? It was very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> you, then you've done the task. <laughs> okay. Last thing is... Sextra credit. Assignments are not always bad, so here's some sextra credit. We give them an assignment. We can also do it ourselves that everyone gets to work on in between podcasts. Okay. Do you have anything in mind? Um, hmm. I would say, like, maybe do some research. Because I, I apparently still have a lot to learn with asexuality, so I would say maybe do some research on asexuality just for myself. I like it. Do you know um, about AVEN? Ooh, that sounds familiar. Asexuality Visibility and Education Network. I didn't know about that. They're like the big... Oh, wait. No, I didn't. I Okay, so I Googled uh, the history of asexuality, and I, and I remember going, coming across that. So, yes. yes. Good. Yeah. Well, on there, there's a glossary of terms that's helpful if people are looking for a resource. Okay. And I really... Um, appreciate the site and its um, comprehensive nature. I would like to add to this extra credit Mm -hmm. that people test out telling others that they're aesthetically attractive. That's going to be also my (laughs) extra credit. Yeah. I like the way you smell. I like your face. (laughs) (laughs) Your face is nice to look at. Fun. Well, thanks, Reese, for being on this Explanations podcast. You're welcome. I had a blast. (laughs) Good. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the tone of my voice didn't, didn't hint at that, I apologize. I had a blast. I, I had a blast. Um, thanks for entertaining me and um, Missoula and for being a good person. It's my pleasure. Good. I exist to make people happy. Mm. <laughs> I think I exist to take better care of the planet. I like that. It's a good, it's a good goal. I think we're all needed. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, I also want to show my appreciation toward Complexly and Cinema Studios, Callie for doing the sound engineering and production of this show, to Count Boogie for the jingles, and Cora and Parle, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm.